You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. From the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Almost Human After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Almost Human After Show. Hey there, Almost Human fans. Are you ready for some Dorian-sized finale fun? Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know if I can take it. Less than a minute in, Dorian jokes. (laughs) No one can take it. No man or android can take it. Guys, this is the last one we have to insert as many Dorian-sized fun jokes. He was made to feel. Yes, it's true. All right, this is the AfterBuzz TV Almost Human Podcast. We're talking about Season 1, Episode 13, Straw Man. Uh, I, as always, am Matt Lieberman. Joining me on the panel, fantastic and talented Megan Salinas. Hey, everyone. Ryan Hooks. Hey. Zach Wilson. Welcome back, guys. Uh, and we have two wonderful guests today, uh, the amazing uh, twins, uh, Chris and Alex Angelis. Am I saying that right? Angelis. Yeah. Angelis. Without Welcome. the e. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> Thank um, you. So, uh, you guys are... are uh, Actresses and musicians, and uh, you and writers and writers and award winners, award winners, <laughs> fans of the show, fans of Almost Human. Mm-hmm. Um, so we look forward to getting your feedback on this amazing episode. And don't fun. forget the link to Minka Kelly. Yes, that's oh, yeah. true. You guys were in a commercial with Minka Kelly uh, yes. at, during the Super Bowl. Um, we didn't really see any Minka this evening uh, Maybe in, like in, in the latest seconds. episode, like thirty seconds. Um, now, before we get started, I know that. Every fan is looking for something different from a finale. And there are a lot of fans I know that were disappointed that we didn't get any connections to the many threads that had been dangled throughout the season. There was no real in syndicate connection or nothing concrete. Uh, we didn't see any XRNs pop up. No John Larroquette. Um, instead, we explored a brand new story, which I think will ultimately tie into everything else. The story of John Kennex's father and uh, his apparent murder, um, corruption within the police department. And in this way, it felt decidedly old school, this finale. It wasn't fan service. It wasn't catering to anybody. It was just a very well-told detective story that brought in another piece of information that I think is going to become important down the line. How do you guys feel? I I totally agree. Um, To me, this felt like a mid-season finale. Like they thought they were going to get a back nine and they didn't because the in syndicate arc, like our big like story thread arc, this is like just at the peak of it. Like it's like our interest has peaked. We're waiting. We're ready for more. Mm-hmm. We have all the all the chess pieces are like moved forward, but they haven't been brought into attack yet. And then we're we just sort of tapered off with a nice story down to even the like your term has been renewed. That sounds like a back order of nine episodes. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, I'm on the fence about this episode because for a finale, this is not what I wanted in a finale episode. Sure. 
Uh, and again, I think they were playing towards that back nine, but it did. It wasn't a nice episode. It had like good feel to it. It wrapped everything up in a tight little bow. And one thing that I've been noticing is as the weeks progress, they've been moving slowly closer to the wall every single week. Things are starting to happen closer and closer to the wall. So I feel like they were preparing to get to the wall in the next nine episodes or a second season. And that's when we start exploring all that territory, but they didn't get there. Yeah. Well, to me, I really like this episode. I, I think it's a really great standalone. And in terms of leaving it as the finale, it, it does kind of leave you with that kind of like elated, like, huh, like mm. I want more, but like I'm, I'm still satisfied with how this ended. Um, what kind of, um, threw me off a little bit though when I was thinking about it more was I could very well, since they were, you know, moving episodes all around anyway, mm-hmm. I could have very easily seen them doing this as the second to last episode and with the very last episode being the XRN episode right. and having that be our season, our cliffhanger season finale with um, John Larroquette's character going up over, over the, the wall. wall. Over the wall. And yeah. with, uh, with the new leg for Kennex, I thought it would have been hilarious if that new leg was the one that shot the XRN right out, out of the building window in that episode. I or thought that would have been awesome. down the wall with it. Yeah. But that's, but that's great. I mean, that's a really good point because that would have all fit perfectly. Mm-hmm. And that would have been a crazy big set piece for a season to end on and just like leave us wanting more. Like, desperate for more, because we want to see more of but that XRN. at the same time, if this doesn't get a season two, I am satisfied with kind of leaving as, like, a, you know, with a very good, positive feeling, even yeah. if it's not, like, if the series had ended on a big cliffhanger and we oh, didn't get any more, so I would have been livid. Yeah. You know, I, a lot of people compare, and I don't want to... I don't want to poison the air and make anyone think that this show isn't coming back. I sincerely hope that it is. If it doesn't, though, I like this as the finale in the same way that I appreciate the finale of Firefly. For those who have seen it, um, Love it didn't. That show. It's a great show. And the final episode, the message, it doesn't end on a cliffhanger. It ends on this beautiful, positive note about you know. We love what we've had. We love our relationships with each other. Um, Dorian is is given this wonderful gift of uh, everyone that he knows loves him and trusts him when he was an alien to them at the top of the season. And, you know, he has a new lease on life. And I think reaching that emotional climax, while it doesn't give us any uh, of the threads that we wanted for these various storylines, is a very satisfying ending to a season of television to me. It's not what everyone wants. Everyone wants something different. It's kind of like, and I'm not going to open up the whole lost finale <laughs> debate, but you could That's say that that gave you that much time. an emotional <laughs> climax versus a, a thematic one. How did you two feel about the episode? Did you enjoy it? I did. I, I was laughing a lot. <laughs> I laughed more than I thought I would. Well, I said at the top of the season, this is a comedy. Right. <laughs> it's a like comedy cop show. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So. It didn't necessarily feel that way when I watched the pilot. But I think it's gotten funnier, um, or at least we s- sort of love the characters more as the show goes on. Um, I, I also like the uh, quality of you don't know what the mystery is going to be because there are so many unknowns in the future world. It could be anything that is the key to the mystery. 
Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, who would have thought an, uh, a 3D printer, printer. was what can, solved the mystery? <laughs> well, that's, they used the printer thing a couple weeks ago when they did the, the pills. Well, that's mm-hmm. a chemical printer versus a 3D printer. Well, it's, it's all, th- it's well, all essentially... Well, this is an organic printer. Right. It's all essentially yeah. some form of 3D printing, whether it's on a microscopic right. scale or this like bigger full-body size yeah, scale. But, right. but, I'm with you, Chris. I'm really excited for the cupcake <laughs> printer. The homemade cupcake well, printer. Well, you know, Hershey has a th- 3D chocolate printer. I've heard about what? that. Yeah, yeah. It's new. That We're not far sense. from printable cupcakes. Wow. Because well, that makes sense because it's all a uniform like mm-hmm. chocolate thing. That's awesome. It's just the first Ooh. step. So you're saying that we could have <laughs> a chocolate Dorian. Look, oh. Matt. There's no, a, not a Matt. printer big enough for yeah, that. They're, <laughs> they're only made to make like chocolate sized bars, like chocolate bars. Okay. Like this oh, big make, so maybe yeah, you can make a Dorian that's about. That we can make less a one, than a Dorian. One 16th scale Dorian. <laughs> I was going to say a one 1,000th scale <laughs> Dorian. Minus it, the Golden Gate Bridge. It, times yeah, exactly. The length of San Francisco. And that's roughly <laughs> give a, or take. a Dorian. Um, okay, so since we've been measurement. since we've been r- running loose with these Dorian jokes, let's talk about his performance review. Um, I uh, I loved this sequence because we kind of got to revisit all these old all these old moments with Dorian over the course of the season, and also see how everyone feels about him because you know Kenix he plays off his friendship, he tries to play it cool and act like. You know, Dorian doesn't mean that much to him, but he really does. And I like that this was the same across the board for everybody. Um, that he had ingratiated himself in a big way. Uh, and of course, Rudy, uh, <laughs> made an ass of himself as usual. I'm not nervous, not at all. Yeah. I'm just saying that if, if I was to have your children and then Dorian <laughs> was to watch. I want them to, want him to raise mine. Everything yeah. that comes out of his mouth is hilarious. Yeah. He's he's always been funny ever since uh, the British Office. Uh, I love watching him work, um, and I. But what was most interesting to me was Dorian's conflict in dealing with this because this this matters a lot. This could mean if it doesn't go well, he could go back to sleep potentially forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very weird to see Dorian nervous about anything, but he's mm-hmm. very he's like this performance review has him like nerve wracked. Yeah. To the point that he starts imitating an MX. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like when he walked in. He's very stiff. And that soundtrack for that was intense. <laughs> yeah. Like dubstep. Oh, we're mm-hmm. going to be a robot now. Well, imagine, exactly. imagine if you're at work and right. then you're, you have to, you're, you're doing a performance review. Everybody has to do those at some point. But you, if you fail your performance review, you're not just going to get fired. You're going to get killed. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you get repurposed. put to sleep. So yeah. intense. I know. Well, I mean, it, it, it continues to go back to the fact that as human as Dorian is, he is not a person. He belongs to the department. And it's a really screwed up thing, especially when you think about how attached we are and how attached these people are. You know, and then ultimately he's still hardware. I mean, I think we trade out Detective Paul before we'd get rid of Dorian. <laughs> I know. Well, I don't know after this episode. After this episode, yeah, Detective no. Paul gets no, a little moment. Rid of him. You know, he had a redeeming moment. He was going to give that guy. A, he did. He did Bitcoin give that guy. In a room and... Yeah, but then the dude gets murdered. No, no he's, he's still alive. not murdered. He's still alive. Okay. You're right. You're right. <laughs> but the thing is, in the interrogation scene, my I just my favorite moment. Yeah, he flipped a van once. That, that was, was pretty, pretty cool. cool. That was my <laughs> favorite, too. Didn't know we could oh do that. Yeah. <laughs> right. I love that they referenced that. I was hoping that we were going to get some more stuff on that side yeah. of things about, you know, how his um, his strength seems to be increasing. 
uh, and that, you know, he's starting to feel more and learn a lot more. Isn't that a little scary? I was waiting for those questions yeah. from the committee. I mean, because we go, going back to that episode, Dorian looked shocked that he had flipped that van. He didn't, didn't know, know he could do that. Yeah. So that's clearly something off about this DR. And we did get that moment from Maldonado, who was like, that's all I can tell you. This one's special. Yeah. yeah. So there's something, there is something unique about Dorian. Yeah. About DRN0167. We're, all right, I'm just going to bring this up now because it's been bugging me since I watched the episode. Now, the whole time in this episode, we're talking about police corruption. Uh, when John first goes to Captain Maldonado and tells her that these notes are sealed and I need to be able to see them, she has this look on her face. And then she says that she'll give him all the notes. She says she'll take care she'll of it. She'll take care of it. Does anyone think that Maldonado's dirty? I've kind of been wondering that the whole season. Like if she, they talk about the mole and like someone in the department and then various things. So it's I admit been that there. she's the absolute last person I, was, I would suspect. I suspect Stahl more than I expect Maldonado. But... See, I feel like she's so beyond reproach that she has to be guilty. Do you know what I mean? But to what end? Like, to what end is she I think I think that she is involved within Syndicate. I'm throwing it out there, ready to be wrong. Riddle me with wrong bullets. (laughs) I dare you to show another episode and prove him wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I dare you, Fox. Come at him, Fox. Show me how wrong I am. We're coming for you. Spend the four million roughly an episode and show me how wrong I am. It would be like uh, in in Castle when, when the captain... That you think is like the the best guy ever? Yeah. What's his name? Was was one of the dirty cops? Oh Her? man, that would be terrible if that was true. What's yeah. his name? I forget. I don't know. The, it's been the, so long. The captain in yeah. Castle. The captain in Castle. Listen, this is the throws... almost human podcast. We don't care about Castle. <laughs> but it well, always throws you off. With yeah. when there's this per- this person you think is a pillar of integrity, and all this time they've been just playing everybody. Like, oh my gosh, like how crazy would I that know. be? And, and I know I'm wrong. I know <laughs> that I'm wrong, but I can't let go of this suspicion. This is the only time I'm ever going to say this. I think you might be right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never I hope you're again. not. I, I, know. I love Maldonado. I love, I love Maldonado. And I, I love hate. hearing Ryan say that I'm right. <laughs> I mean, she is like, uh, she is sort of a mother figure to Kenix right. right now. She brought Very much. Hit, But here's the thing. Let me just throw some evidence on the table. She's the one who brought Kennex back to the force when everyone said that she shouldn't. She's the one who demanded that this DRN be activated and given to Kennex specifically. So either A, and this is again, big prediction, Edward Kennex is alive and is potentially the head <laughs> of In Syndicate. I'm going to say that. And Captain so. Maldonado is in cahoots. Or at the very least, he gave her some dying wishes and this was is part of a plan that's in was decades in the making. Well, if she is part of In Syndicate and um In Syndicate, you know, you remember that In Syndicate had this listening device in Kenix's de- you know, in Kenix's apartment. Yeah. So if she knew that, installing instilling him back into the force, it makes perfect sense. I've got I one other thought. I don't want it to be well. true. Maybe. So what if she is involved? I'm sorry. Uh that she is involved and knows the answer? Yeah, and is giving Kennex all the clues to solve the puzzle, but like isn't telling him because maybe she's implicated in some way. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was gonna say maybe she has a past 
where she was, you know, wrongdoing. Yeah, she's staying clean. But she's trying to, like, make up for it and, hmm. you know. And kind of lead him in the right direction. Yeah. But without coming out and saying, I'm the one to blame for all of this. Yeah. Something like that. I'm interested. I'm game. Give me a second season, Fox, you beautiful bums, you. The point is, there's a lot of different paths that they could go down that would be interesting. Yes. Because they built, they, they put another, like, a great, like, I know. chessboard together. They've spell, they've Finish it. I know. They've spent this whole season just giving us all these amazing nuggets and threads. Setups. Setups for things that, if we never get built on any of them... What's what's the point, guys? I mean, what 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 are we doing I here? Spent some quality time with you guys. That's the point. <laughs> I know. Well, that's true. The point is that Dorian and Kennex are the best of friends, and they will keep fighting crime even the if very almost end. yeah, even if almost human doesn't go on. It's true. With Kennex's new leg, yes, <laughs> which like the lightest leg ever. <laughs> he was holding it like it was full of packing peanuts. Like well, I feel like technology. It should be. At least leg weight. Yeah, well, he works out, you know. <laughs> that's true. So, You're very right. See, Carl Urban has a very that's nice finely tuned, finely tuned uh, eyesight. Well, how oh, much yeah. does a human leg weigh? I would say if, if the it depends. Average... Are you talking about like my leg or their legs? <laughs> I'm talking about Carl Urban's leg. Carl Urban's leg, I would have to imagine, weighs at least 30 to 40 pounds. Or more okay. of pure muscle, yeah. <laughs> or more. Bliss. That's what that, you're absolutely right. If he's as built as he probably is, he's probably around 200 pounds. Now you take uh, you take the chest and the <laughs> other legs and the arms <laughs> get out of the equation. I'd say that's at least 45 I'm a, pounds. I'm about 200 pounds. Do we want to weigh my leg and just see what happens? Yes. <laughs> chop it off. Yes, we'd have I to, would yeah. love to chop your leg off. Well, we you print it. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, can we get a bone go. saw in here? All right. <laughs> Everyone... Ryan's just admitted to he will give his leg for science. Okay, yes. great. Only for the Almost Human podcast okay. science. That, not real science, though. <laughs> uh, dangerous. Speaking of 3D printing, uh, let's talk about the straw man murders. We've got this uh, We've got this guy who's going around to all the local shelters where they uh, print pills based on your nutrient needs. And he is, you know, secreting away all of these people. Um Secreting them away to his lab where he 3D prints them, throws a body away, uh, this fake body filled with straw, and then I guess uses their heat matrix style to power his cyborg implements? No, um, what he does is he experiments on them because he, his cyborg parts are failing. And so he, what he's doing is he's experimenting on them with new cyborg parts Got to it. make sure that they'll work. So do and any of the experiments go wrong? Like, did they- Well, the, the the two girls that they saved at the end, those were the only two that were still oh. alive. The, the thought then, too, is because in the very first girl he takes, he makes a comment about, yeah, I had some stuff done, and he, like, touches a scar on his neck. Mm-hmm. So clearly he had experimented and things had gone wrong with him and the people. Oh, right. I thought they were all going to still be alive. Yeah, no. I was like, even the people from the first round yeah. of kidnappings, yeah. that's what I thought. Yeah. Especially because there were so many cases too, uh, you know, that presumably people could be in. I was really hopeful. I was like, just well, once, everyone lives. There, there were two just alive once. in there. Beside the, the Yeah, last the two guy. girls that the were kidnapped. And, and then the guy. And the yeah. guy. But he was dead. What? Glasses guy. the episode? No, I'm sorry. They found a body and then the two girls. Ryan Hooks. <laughs> yes, Matt Lieberman. This man was alive and you reported him dead. <laughs> Sunglass man was alive in the truck. There was another man in a case yes, that was dead. Yes, he was dead. And he was blue. Yeah. Yeah. 
Think of how his family would have reacted to receiving such a wrong <laughs> diagnosis via yeah, a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> well, the police already did that anyway. Said all of them were dead. It's true. But um, they weren't. But we're they getting, were. In their we're getting really deep now. Well, we're, we're going to get even deeper. I don't know if you we're going to go podcast. Dorian deep, okay? Whoa. No one whoa. can go no. Dorian deep. Whoa. There isn't enough planet to handle that, okay? Oh. I go. feel like our Dorian jokes have just reached a whole other level. Oh, they're about, we're going to top it, and then we're going to top it again. Um, the deepest level. Oh, <laughs> so, stop. Uh, I have a serious Dorian question. Intended. Please. With the 3D printing of, like, the biohars, because... Yeah. I find it hard to believe that they couldn't tell that it was 3D printed organics. I had that question too. The um, the thing to keep in mind is that this initial run of murders was done, I guess, years ago. Ten, it was only ten years. Only ten, ten years ago. Ten years ago. Yeah, back in thirty eight. <laughs> Two thousand thirty eight. Back in the day. Um, so my guess is that whatever, um, you know, the, the printer parts that were stolen from the police department, that at the time that was the top, uh, you know, the, you know, the highest end organic printer that you can right. get. That's my guess. And I'm going to say two things. One, I agree with you. And, you know, the fact is, if that was the most advanced, uh, printer that they had on the market at the time and he has access to their real DNA, and can, you know... Do a like, full body scan. And exactly. Um, and then before throwing it out there, putting some of that DNA on the body enough to make it look convincing, that could convince a team of cops back then. And then now that we know, we have this established methodology of this straw man killer, just seeing a body produced like that would fool Kennex on first glance. I was mm-hmm. wondering, though, why when they were doing the autopsy or whatever, why they thought that it was a copy. Like before he brought up the flat feet thing. Because of the fingernails. What about the fingernails were too clean. They were homeless. Oh. They were printed and then all the fingers were perfect. Why didn't they have the... I mean, if they can have all their little zits and like <laughs> finger pricks and stuff, why isn't there also dirt? Well, because that's it, not That's organic it matter. It prints the exterior, though. Because uh, it's not all organic matter, uh, as 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 you were saying. You know, like it, they have uh, they have their DNA and it's able to do a full scan of the body yeah, and it didn't print their clothes too so yeah. it just prints the dna parts yeah yeah it uses the dna as a map and then does a full body scan to attribute the size okay <laughs> what size is that matt dorian size as he's saying it aloud um hey lionel richie <laughs> but so hello they, uh, your dna can't say that you have a cut on your finger i'm sorry <laughs> i don't believe you have a degree in science yeah she's I working on a biology PhD and psychology degree. Degree. Okay. <laughs> but that's what the scan is for because they can scan the outside of the body and then okay. that picks up on the pinprick and no it's important that we have a full conversation yeah. where we're able to provide multiple viewpoints because so we're gonna get we're gonna get real deep here um because I have a question. Yes. If they, they insinuate that you can 3D print the, the regular organs now. Yeah. With the new machines, you can, to the point that they are fully, they are... Cellularly... Un, you can't tell the difference. Yeah. So that means they're fully re- uh, working. That also insinuates that they could 3D print a brain. Could they 3D print a working brain? <gasps> That's that's difficult to that's difficult to determine. That's a wonderful question. I think it would come down to as since we we as humans we only know roughly what ten percent of the brain does, mm-hmm. right? 
So I, I would have to imagine that a lot of that depends on what's going on in that other 90% of the brain, how much of that can be replicated. And then also, at what point in a person's life are you replicating that brain? Would it be able to replicate memories in the cells or just the cells biologically? Well, and I, I'm going to jump in. I, I don't think that they have, well, it's the future, who knows? They might <laughs> not have printer capabilities that can work, make functioning organs. They'd have like something like like this that could make the exterior of the organ. Well, they already but have. Maybe not. They said they were m- fully functioning. Yeah, and they, they, weren't like, they actually can 3D print an organ now. Yeah. Oh. I want to hear the biologist's perspective. Well, I... And psychologist with the yeah, brain thing yeah, because if it's, um, <laughs> if it's if it's really like every little sinew like every little connection and everything that's yeah. that's how the brain works and that's where memories are connected to, so you would think that that would work and Except then then it, there's like the magic of life right I don't know because that's that's where the psychology comes in where they're like we don't really know <laughs> because if you could do that then we have these theories you could you know. You could resurrect people then, yeah, right. And because then it would be like if you re if you printed like my brain, then is that also me? Mm-hmm. It's almost human. Says, <laughs> yeah, says the twin. Yeah. Uh, is uh, that is that you? This is actually yeah. what happened. That's yeah. why we came to this show. Uh, okay, that's why you both um, have flat feet. That's why you're wearing heels to cover your flat feet. They're almost. <laughs> okay. almost. They 3D printed a spare. Yes. Okay. Uh, really quick before we move on, just going to talk about iTunes. Don't skip. If you skip, I know I'm going to. I'm going to tell on you. I'm going to tell. I'm going to tell. You didn't. Sk- okay. Good. They're Great. still there. You're the. You're, you're the. You're the. You're the good fans. You're the They're ones who don't listening. skip over the plug. We love you. I know. Well, here's the thing, <laughs> right? Here we here at AfterBuzz TV. We put out 70 hours, uh, probably over 70 hours of free content. Every week, it's a massive undertaking, and you know we do everything that we can to make the best possible programming for you. It's all free. It's amazing. We live in the future. You can download it, watch it, stream it, listen. Crazy. Here's the thing, folks. We need your support. We've been getting it all season, but let's just give one last push. If there's anything that we can do as an almost human podcast to make them realize that there is an, a vocal active fan base. Even chopping off my leg. Even chopping <laughs> off Ryan's leg. We intend to do it. So send a message to Fox. Send a message to our bosses who regularly meet with studio heads, you know, talking about this show, you know, uh, talking about all of our shows and, and our fan bases, how podcast fans feel about their television shows. Let them know that there is an active fan base like and subscribe to the channel, rate and review the show on iTunes. Give them something to show these people that we can send in an email, send a photo with, you know, like we have like a 50 something or like about 50 ratings right now. I'd love to see it hit 60 by the end of the week. I feel like mm-hmm. that's not a hard thing to do. Nope. And it, me- it makes all the difference in the world for us, for our network and for the show. I'd like to give a few shout outs to some wonderful fans. Uh, Sachab 28. I might be, it might be Sasha B 28. I'm not entirely sure. Great show. Five starts. <laughs> I, I deeply appreciate you. Uh, really like listening to your take of the show. Hopefully it doesn't get canceled. But anyway, I'll, we'll definitely keep tuning in. Are you assuming that we're going to keep doing this show if it does get canceled? <laughs> they can find Matt Lieberman everywhere. That's true. That's TV. that's because I'm like a virus. I'm everywhere. <laughs> I hope you are here to stay. From Tickle DT Lady Aww. 412. I love that name. It's so funny. <laughs> I love this new series and I love this after show. I hope there will be a season two. We're right there with you. Aww. A great we fan cast from Chupacabras X. 
That's the coolest oh, the, the chupacabra ever. Yeah, <laughs> multiple chupacabras. X. Okay. Um, chupacabras. Yes. Ostensibly ten chupacabras. A Dorian of chupacabras would overwhelm the planet. We'd have uh, so many likes on iTunes, we'd explode. Yeah. Uh, if you don't listen to this podcast, you are not an almost human fan. Whoa. Big Whoa. fighting words, and I love them. Goes into the show from many different viewpoints, from an inside the show to production level views of the show. A great fan cast. Well, thank you very much to everyone who wrote thank in. Thank you. It means a lot. You guys are awesome. Yeah. Um, so we were talking a bit about 3D printing and where it might go, potentially, and how it affected this case and so on. And I love this concept because if we can make anything and it works like the real thing where is it going to stop how do you put how do you how do you put a, a moratorium on cloning on cloning brains on on printing brains on printing hearts you know it, printing if someone's an olympian and someone kidnaps them and then prints their calves cuz they're a, a runner or a sprinter <laughs> suddenly everyone's got Olympic calves. <laughs> that sounds awesome. <laughs> I don't think it works that way. I think it, but, does. No, it does. We can have Olympic if, beards. If we can, if we can print off real functioning organs now, yeah. you know that's true. In the future, that's only going to get more advanced. And if that's the case, that that's something revolutionary for healthcare. Like conceivably, no one has to be on a donor list ever again. It's true. Yeah, I conceivably. Mean, I mean, I say now they have like prototypes yeah they're in like the prototype phase where they can't really i don't think they put them into anybody but they are like but they're they're technically functional yeah okay then what happens with like okay now everyone lives forever and and everyone keeps having kids and completely overpopulated we move to mars (laughs) then we have a society that has been so run down with crime and pollution that we have to wall everyone (laughs) off and have robots right or then you start having like age limits like oh you're done goodbye like logan's run yeah yeah Yeah. exactly you get an expiration date oh my god yeah oh we're not doing in time um So, Edward Kennex, uh, John's father, investigated the straw man 10 years ago and put away a man that he ultimately discovered uh, did not commit the crimes. Um, he was a virtuous cop, the one cop on the whole force who wasn't dirty. Who wouldn't take a bribe, even would... with a gun to his head. That's my dad. <laughs> I was like such a proud moment. moment. Yeah, I love that scene. The smile on John's face. You could see the little boy inside who was so proud of his father. That was my dad. Do you really he think a man like that be a cap. Would... Do you think a... do you really think a man like that could be the head of in syndicate? I think if in syndicate is about pulling down a corrupt bureaucracy ah. that's secretly ruling the entire city and ruining the society, which it appears to be, considering that we've got a walled-off population dealing with God knows what and utter class inequity, I would highly believe that a virtuous man would turn to dangerous and deadly means if it meant bringing that down. So if that's the case... Then in Syndicate is actually the good guys, and Maldonado's still a good guy, right? Or she's right? the mole working to bring him down from the inside. <laughs> but she's still on the Circular which logic. side of the law? Doesn't matter if it's the wrong side Huge of the law, if it's the right gray side of area. justice. I'm conflicted. And you know <laughs> what we did get a little bit of an established in this was Quote. when a little bit closer to when the wall went up, because Kenick said that he his dad used to take him to the old town, mm-hmm. which is where the wall is. 
which was the walls blocking off yeah. now. So that means within his lifetime, and Kenix is about 30 years older, so so it went up maybe t- within the last 20 years, mm-hmm. I'd say. Yeah, it was definitely up 10 years ago because they were talking about um, his beat the, the, the previous yeah um, bodies being found like yeah. so many, such distance away from the wall. Close so. to the wall. But you know what? That could lead, be a clue towards Edward Kenix being involved within Syndicate because we know that he liked to go to places on the other side of the wall. Mm-hmm. The pizza place. Dang yeah. it, I, I need season two. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Listen, I'm dropping truth bombs all over the place and they're blowing up in everyone's face. And here's the thing, right? What were you going to say, Zach? Oh, sorry. I had another little like quick tidbit that I thought was very please, interesting. Please, please, sure. Um, if, you, if you listen closely, at one point in the script, that, or in this episode, they mentioned New Pittsburgh. Yeah. <laughs> I want to know what happened <laughs> to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. They just built on top of it, to like Pittsburgh? New New York. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like, they they basically say that there is like Pittsburgh has been de- in within two words. They can just say that Pittsburgh has been destroyed, <laughs> and they had to build a new one. Yeah. Was there, did somebody nuke That's Pittsburgh? That's kind of terrifying. It's, it's the Great Pittsburgh War of twenty seventeen. <laughs> You ain't heard about the Great Pittsburgh War? Why don't you sit back in my metal rocking chair and I'll tell you for a spell. Well, we know the Detroit. Do we have wasn't. any banjo music? Do we have some guitar music? Where's, where's the guitars at? Did the Russians like move in to protect Pittsburgh? Oh, it doesn't mean it's necessarily destroyed. It's just a new one. Yeah. Have you been another one? Wait, have you been to Pittsburgh? First off, anyone in this room has anyone been to Pittsburgh? Yeah, I've been to Pittsburgh. So, are you? In any way objected to a new Pittsburgh because I am not. I don't know why we'd need one. Well, no. Again, have you been to the old I'm, one? I'm going to throw this out there. Folks who run Pittsburgh are like, you know what, Pittsburgh. It's a, it's a good town. It's fine, but we're not getting any kind of cool press. We should be edgy like Las Vegas. Raise the whole town and turn it into a new gambling paradise. New Pittsburgh. They mined yeah. the. They mined well, all the like yeah. places. When the colonies were established, you know, New England. Yeah, that's the thing. England wasn't destroyed. So yeah. is New Pittsburgh on the moon? <laughs> Where are they colonizing? Cool. New Pittsburgh is in the middle of an ocean. It's an entirely metal made <laughs> island. It's in Canada. That actually, I would actually buy that. Yeah. It's New Pittsburgh, and it's it's steel mills in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. There's your answer to where we do, what we do with all the excess people. We build new land things ah. in the middle Islands. of the ocean. It's uh, New Britain. Yeah, exactly. It's like the old folks' home from, when people get uh, from, too old, but they're not so going like, to die because the rest, of all so their it's replacement like New Zealand, parts. Then? So we send all the criminals there, like New Zealand or what? No, Australia. No. You know? This the criminals stay outside the wall. New Pittsburgh is too good for criminals. <laughs> <laughs> the outside like the wall upscale. is so bad that the homeless people are still inside the wall. Yeah, it has to be horrifying over there. Like, yeah, like yeah, we, or we so see, we think we see a pretty bad homeless situation here. I mean, it is fairly orderly. Yeah, uh, with, the, with the supplements and all that, but it has to be really bad for them to just abandon it completely. Mm-hmm. To say or so no we one think. goes over here. Or so yeah. we think. We haven't seen the outside of the wall. Maybe it's perfectly nice. They tell them it's really bad out there, so they don't go there. But yeah, maybe but it's appara- the really nice area, and and where they are is like where the people that like aren't like the high status people <laughs> get there. This is our inside world is just an experiment. That's entirely oh. possible. I love this. We oh. do know the other side of the wall is <laughs> yeah. living in the darkness, though. Yeah, because they show the wide shots and it's just dark over there. But we have all the light on. I'm the, still, our I'm still on the fake. underground thing. Fake darkness. It's District 13 under there. 
Maybe it's a That's brave what new I world. Was gonna it's say. like underground, and they have a whole society. Maybe it's just your nine over there. Maybe it's yeah. a brave new world. Oh, I like I like that movie. <laughs> um, but maybe it's like brave new world in that you know this we have you know the city. And that's where that's where everything is, and then outside that is just kind of we we've left it to nature, that sort of thing. So that might mm. be why there's no lights. That's where all the avatars are. <laughs> all the Navi. Yeah. Oh god. Um, are we we're secretly just out- on Pandora and that's why there's a new Pittsburgh? We've lost all control and <laughs> no, we're getting it's not even topic. Earth anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um I uh let's let's talk a little bit more about um about this about this case I liked our uh, our our potential straw man who turned out to be innocent I'm glad that he got set free nice happy ending this week mm-hmm. um, and he has psychological help yeah yes. psychological yes. help although here's the thing right they decided that he was that he was psychologically unwell when he was born they gave him a test when he was born saying that he was likely going to develop paranoid schizophrenia I don't know what proof they necessarily have that he ever was yes he he had moments where he lost time back then but he's innocent of the crime mm-hmm. well didn't he he made the comment that he occasionally would black out and right. that's, they said that he was picked up covered with DNA and then left with the scalpel in his pocket and they found him you know after he woke up and he was right. covered in his DNA so that's how they implicated him right but well, just, did he black out as a result of whatever mental, you know, as a no, as a result of his mental disorder, yeah. or was he drugged I by the serial killer? Yeah, yep. he was drugged. Yeah. Here's here's what I think: you're on a slippery slope when people are being diagnosed with mental illness before they have the opportunity to live their lives yeah. for more than a minute. Definitely. Because yeah. you can have the genetic um, like dispositions to be more likely to have these kinds of things, but depending on your upbringing and chemicals that you're exposed to and everything, you might not be. Well, and this it is... Might not- Right. This is something that almost human has brought up before in, in our discussions is a nature versus nurture type thing. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you could be genetically predisposed that- to things, but if that, like, meant, if that shapes, you know, society's outlook on you for the rest of your life. Right. Or your own. Then, yeah, yeah. exactly. You're, and you're, then it becomes a self you're like, well, I better be schizophrenic then. Right. Well, you're also just kind of boxed in for your entire life, no matter what. Every time that he applies for a job or he applied to be, you know, if he was smart and he tried to be in a private school when he was a kid, that's already on his record. Yeah, and then he would have to turn to crime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They just didn't have a chance. Yeah. You know, so I'm glad that he's getting out. I also found it interesting that he gets TV and internet in prison. <laughs> yeah, like the iPad yeah. and the, the desk there? Yeah. That was interesting. They, he had the I, old school Gallagher they get TV table. Now. I think they have. Yeah, they they get TV and internet in prison. They get basic cable. In their cube. I mean, Dude, not that they call them I don't cubes, have but. cable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. You all right there? Yeah. You lost your, lost your headset. No, Alex is getting crazy well, over there I now. I mean, think about the implications of this. If you give, you know, even if it's heavily monitored, if you put, like, a hacker in a prison cell and then hand them an iPad with internet access... You know, you're basically like, here are the keys. Yeah. <laughs> well, Let yourself so, out at any time. Sort of. There, you yeah. can put a certain amount of restrictions on. You that. can, but if they're a hacker, they know well, exactly how to get around. Well, he's also a model things. prisoner. I imagine it took several years for them to install that in his cell. That's true. It could be a reward for good behavior. Yeah. The kind of thing they can take away. Exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> or smash. Oh. <Yeah>. Oh. <laughs> well, this poor man. Glad he's okay. Anything else we want to talk about in these straw man murders? How uh, creepy was that, by the way? Oh, the stitching and yeah. everything? Ugh. Super creepy. When the scene when he cut it open and pulled yeah. the straw out? Ugh. 
It, it was, seems like it would be lumpier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, like if it was really just stuffed with straw that they wouldn't really look like people yeah. very well. I guess they have the bones in there, right? The Do printers they? have yeah. very no, good no, elasticity. No, I don't think so. I don't think he, they had bones. He said that the, the printer could print could bones. bones. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. so they print, did have... S- the only thing they didn't have was organs. The organs yeah. weren't printing to scale, so they took them out. Oh, okay. So they still have the muscles and bones, just mm-hmm. not the inner organs. Right. Yeah, that's he still took gross. them out. <laughs> he took them out and replaced them with straw. Okay, that's and the brain. more. Yeah, like, it's still why, super gross. Why were the organs printing at a different scale? That doesn't make sense. So they could make him straw man. Well, maybe maybe I, I, what it was that's circular <laughs> logic. We don't employ that here. On the well, maybe maybe it was wasn't that they weren't printing to scale, but they weren't functioning like mm. with whatever technology he had. Like it's like here's this here's a kidney, but it it doesn't actually work. Right. Would, would like the like intestines in the stomach have food in it Ew. in them? Maybe if it's they, organic matter. Ew. See, this is where <laughs> I'm asking about the dirty fingernails thing, because then. <laughs> no, you're right. It's questionable. <laughs> if we tug this thread, we won't have a sweater anymore. Okay? And I like my sweater. Half of our discussions are debating the fictional science <laughs> yeah, of, of this Dorian's television show. penis. <laughs> and we're back. Yeah, that's um, the other half. I, I think with the, the printing, though, and the, the dirt on the fingers, my thought is, is it prints exterior of the body. That's why it got the prick, because it was an exterior pin prick that could be mm-hmm. seen mm-hmm. and replicated. But the dirt would be under the fingernail, so it would print over... And it print the top oh. layer of fingernail and no dirt inside. Hmm. I'm liking that. I'm going to okay. go with that. Um, yeah. Can we let, talk a little bit about redeeming Detective can, Detective Paul? Yeah. Detective Paul. Can, are we going to go ahead and stop calling him Detective D-Bag? Uh, or? I am, I until, am he's become, until he starts being a D-Bag I'm again. Yeah. I, I mean, I also, I learned my lesson on another show on Helix. I was calling one of the characters fat, and he's actually not fat. He's jacked. I misread <laughs> that It was because he was a bad guy at the time. I know. So we were... And he's a nice guy on and off the show. But, but he's not a D... We're not saying he's a D-bag in real life. No, just his character. character is a D-bag. But his character had a moment of redemption today, which yeah. was actually really sweet. Yeah. It was like, aw. Exactly. Yeah, he gave he, that, he, that drug addict some money to he's go... He's undercover. He gives the guy with his night vision glasses you're so judgmental that was, there was nothing to indicate he was a drug addict yeah, man. you made an I assumption mean, you know he's Shame homeless on you. you know what they say about assuming things what did they say matt they say that assuming makes an ass out of you and me how uh, you can smell <laughs> too yeah and guess what i value myself enough to not want to be an ass <laughs> you don't need my help for that What's oh. happening? What's happening? This is a anyway, finale. This is a free podcast. This it was a redeeming moment, uh-huh. and the glasses guy was cool with his night vision glasses. But where did he get them? He probably stole them, as Detective Paul said. He might have between come mom from jokes, money, maybe. Though yeah. I was a little worried at that moment. I was like, he's he's really kind of blowing his cover here. With giving him money. giving him. Money. I actually yeah. thought when they cut back to the scene when the, the people were talking to him that. The guy with the glasses told everyone, and everyone's all like trying to get money from him. <laughs> no, he was a better guy than that man. He really wanted to use it, but I, I absolutely agree. He's blowing his cover to do a very good thing, but his job should come first. <laughs> it's true. Well, but he's, but he's, they had to. It was the last moment in the series, right? In the season, I hope not. They had to I make it good. in this season. That's yes. true. That's yeah. true. And he'd so been absent for a while. Moment. They had to give him that. We had to have something to like about him. And he had been gone. <laughs> they like wrote him off so we'd forget how wrong he was. He in was. Mexico. He was taking his mom to Mexico. I was, was almost glad to see him when he when he came back. 
He was, was like, too- miss me? I'm like, yeah, kind of. And when of. Barb's wearing a sharp, you know, Kenick's poking poking yeah. fun at him they're, like, oh. They're you know. almost friends. Almost. <laughs> human. Great. Um, so. I wonder if that, that thing he had cleared up from the sex bot. Oh. <laughs> okay, let's talk about uh, Kenix and Dorian in the car when Dorian asked Kenix what he said in the review. Oh my god, hilarious! So funny, and these are all real examples. Yep, um, that he scanned his balls, <laughs> that he exposed himself. You asked me to show it to you. Yeah. I did not, <laughs> but you asked me to show it to you. And thus is born the Dorian Dong joke. Yes. <laughs> it was that a- we have been running with. If anyone wants to, to spend and it's a hard couple, to run with the Dorian time, Dong. Yeah. <laughs> if everyone wants to Field count trip. the amount of minutes we've spent on this episode alone Can just talking about it. Can you imagine what our podcast would have been like if that moment had been cut out? Wow. It would be a completely oh. different Talk show. I don't, want to live in, I don't want to live in that world. <laughs> Luckily, you don't have to. Yeah, it's true. That's but like I would love world. if someone really <laughs> yeah. wants to take the time Go back through these podcasts and do a supercut of every Dorian oh, Dong gosh. joke. I will promote it, not just on my Twitter. I'll post it on my website. I'll post it on YouTube. It will live forever, and I'll love you forever. I'm going to call the folks at E, because we know somebody at NBC that can maybe get us a, a loop. What? NBC job over here. What? Never Why mind. Why is that relevant? Because she can get it on E, and we can just play Dorian Dong oh. jokes for days. I don't, I don't think NBC is going to air life. that. Yeah, I don't think they're going to air. They it will, all. especially it's... since it's about a Fox show. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. for now. Do you know how TV works? They're I don't shopping think around. You know how for... TV works, no. Ryan? Are I you? Don't. Do you know? Do you know where you are right now? Ryan? <laughs> is this vodka? Yes. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Um, so I, I'd like to move on for a second. We're going to co- come back and talk about the season as a whole in general, hopes and dreams for the second season, um, in a second. But first we're, we're going to talk to a little bit with our wonderful guests, uh, Chris and Alex Angelus. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Fun. Um, where to start, right? Yeah. There's well, twins. Do we go with both of them or just one of them at a time? I don't know. Well, you, you tell me, right? I made notes. I did it alphabetically though, because that's the kind of OCD that I am. Go ahead. Yeah. I, have I you did. ever had notes taken on, on you before? Is I that weird? Believe. Because I have Sounds a full page personal. of notes about both of you. Oh my gosh, what does it say? Don't worry about it. <laughs> We're going to get there. I worry about it. You worry about the things that I write down? You should every single week. Well, let's talk a little bit. You mentioned earlier, um, you guys mentioned earlier that you have a science background and a little bit. What What's your background with acting? How did you guys get into uh, the entertainment industry? Because you're obviously, you know, very, very smart. Singers, you could have gotten writers, a job as a scientist. Actresses. <laughs> Thank you. Um... I don't know. We we just always we, we grew up on a farm where we didn't have TV or anything, so we just like would run around and, and make things up and perform but, for our family. But we were painfully shy, and so uh, one day our parents were like, "Let's put him in theater camp," <laughs> and we're like, "No." And then of course we were like, "We love this. It's our lives now." And our parents were like, "What did we do?" <laughs> so was that was that the start of your like theater musical careers? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We guys like, like about eleven. Uh huh. How did you know? Because the internet told me so. <laughs> Weird. I knew it. Weird. Yeah. Uh, a creepy, creepy. Uh, yes, I you am. guys have a musical background. What what instruments do you play? I play uh, guitar. She plays a little bit of piano and, and tambourine. Yeah, and we both sing. We. I, yeah. I have a question about that. Being twins, are your voice ranges the same? Pretty much, yeah. So, yeah. I just wondered, like, if you had the exact same voice range because you, you know genetically your voice is made up a lot of what comes from that. So. Yeah, I mean, what's great about it is that it's basically singing with yourself. You know how musicians harmonize with themselves on records? Yeah. It's like that live, though. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and you guys played at Sundance, so yeah, that oh, was wow. really cool. What was uh, what was the occasion? Why were we playing at Sundance? Because they have this whole music part of Sundance. Mm-hmm. It's a good and opportunity to get um, songs like placed in TV and film. You know, mm-hmm. oh great! People like your are, new album, mm-hmm. The Left Atrium. Yeah, available now. Yeah, on what iTunes. Sciency title, <laughs> you biologist. It is. <laughs> yeah. If you go to her heart. website, you can open her heart. Exactly. <laughs> no, it's because it's and an atrium is also you know like the part of a building you can see into so it's like you can see into my heart <laughs> um it's so funny because i actually i i have friends who i worked with briefly uh who are twin sisters who are musicians uh, and they told me a lot about their upbringing i'm so curious if yours is similar or different now they said on birthdays it things got a little hairy because at times like they would get joint gifts and there'd be some some like acrimony over that like what was it like um there have been yeah i remember being like and looking and we'd open our presents at the same time and be like oh, i want hers or like whatever and sometimes but it would it be mutual often, so we'd switch yeah it would be okay. Like, oh, okay um we also i don't think we've ever had our own birthday cake maybe we have i think last year maybe I we had, had my individual own, yeah, birthday cake. But we've always had joint birthday cake. It was a great which moment. Didn't really bother me. No, I mean, the whole thing is people are always ask, like, oh, you, are there issues with being twins? And it's like, yeah, but it's also great. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't bother us that we're so similar and have the same birthday. Like, Do yeah. you have the, the twin thing psychologically? And is that in, in any way why you went into psychology? Because. Uh, they they were telling me about this kind of like ESP where one of them just got broken up with in New York and then at the same time in in the other one was studying in England and she immediately started vomiting and oh felt God. terrible and called her and was like, did something happen to you? Wow. Yeah, we did have a moment like that. I was in a car crash um, oh my by myself and I was okay, obviously. Um, and, um, <laughs> and Chris was at home. We were home for Christmas, actually, at our parents' house. And she just started, like, crying hysterically and freaking out. And, she, you know, our parents were like, what's wrong? And she was like, I don't know, just something's wrong. And so it's not like she had a vision of what had happened. But right. then... It's but, a yeah. feeling. We've, yeah. And we've definitely done that before. Like, like I was here. She was in New York at NYU. And I was here. Something happened. And she just called me. And she's like, what's, what's up? Wrong? What's going yeah. on? So, yeah, it Stuff exists. like that happens. It's true. Yeah. That's... Really kind of crazy, actually. That's almost human, even. Yeah. yeah. I think it's very <laughs> human. It's very human. It's extra Why? human. Why I'm would you say... Plug. I think that there are, you know, the ether and universal consciousness and everything. Well, and if connected. you're really connected to a person, even if they're not, like, your copy, mm-hmm. um, that can happen. But you know those electrons that are, like, light years apart from each other, but they were once connected, and they start turning at the same time, even... Have you seen that? What the bleep do we know? Yeah, we'll talk that's about that. cool. Well, we were the same cell once, so it's kind of like that, you know. So it mm. makes sense. <laughs> so Do then, you think that... that a printed cell could somehow become twins? <laughs> <laughs> like if they... Can you three D print? Like, are you asking if you can like three D print an egg? <laughs> yeah, or, and cause... then some, and then allow. Or it would to... you like flash freeze something at the moment of fertilization and then know. print a copy? I'm of just, it? I'm just very curious because it's just, it's tying into something very interesting. Like, I'd love to see how. If people were trying to emulate that feeling, the connection to another person that I feel like only twins have in the future via technology, how would this show use it? And I feel like you could use it in a variety of interesting ways. Oh, yeah. That is interesting. 
Yeah. Very much so. I had a really good transition, but we lost it. Oh. Talking back to the one cell and splitting apart now. Because from what I've been looking up, it feels like you guys have kind of gone in different directions slightly. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Chris, you're more into music, and Alex, you're doing more with acting mm-hmm. and that sort of stuff. Do you think that's true? Like, that you're splitting apart in that aspect, that you want to focus more on that? Or do you still yeah, go both ways? definitely. I mean, we are very supportive of each other. And, you know, we do acting jobs together, and I'll sing with her and sing back up. But... We it is nice to have some separation because we want to individuate and mm-hmm. and be not so competitive because <laughs> yeah. that happens with twins. You would uh, never guess that. So, Chris, do you write your own music as well? I do because you write music and then you write scripts. Yeah, yeah. Alex. So yeah. interesting. She won an award for her, the script she had. Oh wow! As well, what was, what was best it? Actress. What was it about? Um, an engagement was about kind of the. Was it about an engagement? Uh, yeah, but not the way you would think. Um, yeah, it's about this uh, kind of how people grieve and in very weird ways. Okay. So it's a little twist ending. It's hard to explain without giving it away. Yeah. Uh, with Brenda Strong, even. Oh, wow. Yeah, she yeah. was Desperate Housewives she's mm-hmm. like an angel. <laughs> well, and since you guys are both writers in your own right, what? Uh, how do you guys feel like when, when you look at a piece of television like Almost Human? Like, how do you look at it from a writer's perspective? Oh, well, I'm always, uh, here's the thing. I, as a, an audience member, am the perfect audience member. I don't see anything coming. I'm just like all, all on the ride. But when I'm in writer brain, I'm like, oh, and I, this is what I would do next. And this is the twist I would have. A bit of an occupational hazard sometimes. Yeah. We like want to turn that little voice off sometimes so you can just enjoy yeah. something. Yeah. Some people can't do that. So yeah, that's really I, good that you can keep the two separate. I can't yeah. turn it off. I like did a good job of it when we were watching the episode. I was like, oh, she's like, oh my gosh. Ah, no. Yeah. Screaming at the right. TV. Yeah. Okay. Unfortunately, we only have about 10 minutes left. So I'd like to go around the room um, and one at a time talk about how we feel about the season, you know, warts and all. We we did have a bunch of episodes air out of order. Some things that we feel were not fulfilled, but there was a lot of joy given. And and, and I'll, I'll start with I'll start with you, Alex. Um, yes, I'll start with you, Alex, and we'll go this Point way. In the middle. I, I I know because because I'm I'm rude. Uh, but uh, how did you feel about this season? And and where where would you like to see it go next year? Um, the season of Almost Human. Yeah. Well, I would like to see it continue. I mean, I I just got to know these characters and and love the relationships, and I think they're hilarious and charming. And yeah, I just want to see more. Great, Chris. Yeah, I sort of feel the same way. And yeah, how can we be like, oh, the wall, the wall, the wall? And we never know. <laughs> <laughs> like that would be terrible to never know. Yeah, absolutely. Zach, um, I would love to see more about in syndicate. And tie that into the the past. I want to know more about the history of this city yeah. that we live in, like how we got to this dire place that we are in. Something went really wrong in the world mm-hmm. that we've gotten to this place, or maybe it's just the tech. Maybe it is just that technology has just become so dangerous. But if it is, I want to go explore more, not just where they are thirty five years from now, but where how they got there. Yeah, that's what I'd like to see. And also, Fox. Worst case scenario, if you don't renew this show, for the love of God, at least give us a graphic novel because there are so many questions. Some, I would read so that. Many questions. I can't take. Put it. out extra episodes on the DVD season one with five <laughs> extra episodes. Um, <laughs> do do, do, do I mean, those exist? I, no, but and that's where I wanted to go. But the season as a whole, right? I felt like it 
was really like each individual episode was great and I loved it, but as a whole season, it felt stinted. There was a lot of stuttering, and not just because of the shifting of episodes. Uh-huh. It felt like they didn't know, and I think this might have been partially from the handed down what they got handed down from Fox was that they didn't know whether they were aiming at a procedural or a serial. And they were going back and forth, and then they landed on procedural. But because they introduced a bunch of serialized elements, suddenly we were left hanging. Mm-hmm. And that, for me, felt right. off. If they had never mentioned in Syndicate, I think we would have been actually kind of just as satisfied, if yeah, not more. That's what I was, yeah. was going to say. like, If the first episode didn't have that information at all, it wouldn't have mattered to the season as a whole. Mm-hmm. We could have done without that. Or, I mean, they, I think they should have stayed within Syndicate because that first episode was, you know, so explosive, literally, and had all these cool elements to it. And they could have kept going with a serialized show. An entire season could have been dedicated to uncovering more about in Syndicate, if there was a mole in the system, more about the outside of the wall. And that could have been the focus of it while there was still crime going on sort of on the side. Yeah. Megan? I... I love this show, and I really do think that showing it out of order was a huge disservice on Fox's part because we're we're not idiots. Like we can we can put the if we're watching a serialized show, we know we're watching a serialized show, and all it would take is a little thirty second recap before each before each episode to just say previously on Almost Human, we will figure it out. You know, and people, especially the audience of these type of shows. Exactly. You know, we're talking about all these psychological and you know scientific issues when we think when we watch this show, we're thinking about it, and um, so there, there's a lot in this series that I, I kind of feel like the series was bigger than than the network let it be because there's so much going on and there's so much potential with what it could bring in terms of all the things that they've set up and i kind of feel like we were shortchanged a little bit with all that yeah um especially with how it was aired out of order and and i know we should move past that and you know but but it really did affect how everybody viewed this show mm-hmm. because if you don't know that it's airing out of order then then something seems off the entire time that you're watching yeah. the series and that's it, why in the finale we got a 6% drop in viewership yeah well here's here's where i stand on all this what i find it's amazing to me that in this day and age, with all the ways that we are able to to digest media and what we expect from the content that we receive, that a show as good as this one can be mishandled in such a fashion um, and that it just doesn't connect. Because it's, it's happened before with mediocre shows or bad shows or whatever, but it, it feels it feels like something like this should have happened 10 years ago. It should have happened to a Firefly or something like that. There's no reason why this show should have been so lightly promoted, uh, aired out of order, you know, confusion between, I think, the writer's room, the production company, or the studio, and uh, and the network. I'd love to see a season two because I have to imagine with these 13 episodes under their belt and a few months to iron out the kinks that the next run of episodes is going to have such a clear sense of vision. And they've built such an incredible, rich world. And they every episode delivers an incredibly, like, in, intricate sci-fi idea that just builds on the, all the ideas that came before it. 
And I have to imagine that it's all part of a grander plan. I hope that we get more. And I have I have to imagine that all of our questions will be answered. Honestly, hopefully with more questions. I, I, I was hoping to get some little nugget that would make me ask a bunch of questions over the course of the hiatus. But honestly, I'm glad that we just got a satisfying ending. Our two cops, our friends, we have this wonderful emotional climax and if we never get another episode i can say it went out as a good show that could have been great all right i like that well right. i think that's great i want to thank chris and alex angeles for coming on the show today thank you so much for joining us thank you for having thank us you. um where can the people find you is there anything that you want to promote here on the show um you can find us on twitter it's at K R I S A N D A L I X. Our names are spelled weird. Chris and Alex. Um, Chris and, Alex. and um, you know, just look out for us on the TV land. Okay, <laughs> we'll potentially on un- talk about unemployment. Yeah. Potentially. Oh. <laughs> sitcom pilot being shot. Well, it's a spec pilot. It's a sitcom. Um, it was really fun to shoot, but we'll see how, what happens with that. Or young Fingers Americans, crossed. maybe. That's a very cool indie feature that. Hopefully, we'll be in the festival circuit this coming year. So Wonderful. Oh, I actually have a show on Friday at Room 5. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, so if you're in L.A., here, uh, yeah. come see Chris at Room 5. Um, it's above Amalfi Restaurant on La Brea okay. at 7 p.m. All right. Well, cool. thank you so much. Um, Megan, where can the people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Manguin. That's T H E M E N G U I N. I'm also on the Agents of Shield podcast. So yes, and that's be taping later, later tonight. tonight. Yeah, Yay. yeah. And you can Hooks. find me at Ryan Hooks ninety two on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Yahoo. Um, I'm Zach Wilson. You can catch me on Twitter and Instagram at that Zach Wilson, and also here at AfterBuzz on Grim Helix Archer. And coming up this Sunday, I'll be uh, hosting Resurrection with Matt Lieberman. Yes, you will. And uh, if you want to find me on Twitter, and well, I imagine that you do, you can find me at Matt Lieberman. That's M A T T L I E B E R M A N. You can also find me all over the place here on AfterBuzz TV. Agents of Shield with Megan Salinas. Uh, got Resurrection coming up with Zach Wilson. Also doing Helix with Zach. Such a good show. If you're not watching. Such a great show. If you're looking for another great sci-fi show, watch that. Lost Girl on Sci-Fi, Banshee on Cinemax, Justified on FX, Cougar Town, uh, Resurrection, Playing House on USA coming up this spring, as well as The Return of Orphan Black on BBC America, Mad Men's coming back, I believe, in April. Um, lots of announcements coming up, so stay tuned. Thank you all for your support over the course of this season. It's been a real blast. Thanks, and guys. I, it would be, I would be remiss if I didn't say it was... Dorian-sized fun. Yeah. <laughs> Have a good night, everybody. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.